Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I'm your host Farooq. Inshallah we will continue our journey through the Quran. The next surah in the series is Surah Nu. So this surah is mainly about the story of Nuh alayhi salam. It bears a lesson for Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam to be patient in times of when you are trying to invite people to Islam and many will reject of course and it is a lesson for us as well especially those who are seeking that kind of path where you're trying to invite people remind people about Islam that there will be many people who will simply hurl insults at you you have to be patient and there's another very interesting and emotional part of this where Nuh is asking his own son to come on board the ark before the flood would take him away and that again reminds us that even if we have family members who don't pray we can only do our bit we can only remind and be gentle in our reminders and Allah knows best, and Allah guides whom He wills. So let's go through a couple of verses, inshallah. Verse number 10. And said, Ask forgiveness of your Lord. Indeed, He is ever a perpetual forgiver. He will send rain from the sky upon you in continuing showers, and give you increase in wealth and children, and provide for you gardens, and provide for you rivers. What is the matter with you that you do not attribute to Allah due grandeur while he has created you in stages? Do you not consider how Allah has created seven heavens in layers? So this is Allah reminding us humankind of how he created the seven heavens. And then it continues and made the moon therein a reflected light and made the sun a burning lamp. And Allah has caused you to grow from the earth a progressive growth. All these crops, all the trees that bear fruits, all the bushes that bear the different berries and different kinds of nectarines and all kinds of stuff. This is Allah who has provided for us. So we should give thanks. Then he will return you into it and extract you another extraction so we will return to Allah and when we are buried, we end up back to the earth. So we were created from that, from four different corners of the world and different colors. All of us have these various skin tones, etc. And to Allah is our return and then there will be a time when we are resurrected again. And Allah has made for you the earth an expanse, it mentions in verse number 19 that you may follow therein roads of passage. And then we go to the last few verses where Nuh mentions, My Lord, do not leave upon the earth from among the disbelievers an inhabitant. Indeed, if you leave them, they will mislead your servants and do not beget except every wicked one and confirmed disbeliever. And last verse reads, My Lord, forgive me and my parents, and whoever enters my house, a believer, and the believing men and the believing women, and do not increase the wrongdoers except in destruction. 
And that was the dua that Nuh made. Let us proceed to the next surah, which is Surah Al-Jinn. So this surah starts off with saying, O Muhammad wasallam, it has been revealed to me that a group of jinn listened and said, Indeed, we have heard an amazing Qur'an. So there's mention of a conversation that took place between Prophet Muhammad and the jinn. And of course, when the jinn heard the recitation of the Qur'an, they were very amazed by it. And of course, the Quraysh were very superstitious, especially when it came to the jinn. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises specific jinns who were believing jinn. He praises them in this verse, which is number 11. And among us are the righteous, and among us are others not so. We were of divided ways. And we have become certain that we will never cause failure to Allah upon earth, nor can we escape him by flight. And Prophet Muhammad has also said that the believing jinn, they are our brethren in faith. And what's really interesting towards the end of this surah is that Prophet Muhammad is told that he must remind the people that he has no knowledge of the unseen unless Allah tells him about a certain topic or situation, then he is given that knowledge. But he can't say that he has the knowledge without Allah's permission, of course. So verse number 25 onwards say, I do not know if what you are promised is near or if my Lord will grant for it a long period. He is the knower of the unseen and he does not disclose his knowledge of the unseen to anyone except whom he has approved of messengers and indeed he sends before each messenger and behind him observers. And the last verse of Surah Al-Jinn that they may know that they have conveyed the messages of their Lord and he has encompassed whatever is with them and he has enumerated all things in number. Okay, let's move on to the next surah, which is Surah Al-Muzammil, the one wrapped in garments. This surah is very short, it's about 20 verses. Let's begin. Verse number one, O you who wraps himself in clothing, arise to pray the night, except for a little, half of it, or subtract from it a little. So when you're praying tahajjud during the night, you know, you have a very small window, you know, maybe before fajr, you can do that, you can wake up, set an alarm. All these little things are beautiful ways for us to connect to Allah. We're in the comforts of our beds, the blanket is over us and we're warm and we don't want to leave that comfort. But when we turn to Allah, when we ask from Allah, especially through the tahajjud, which is a beautiful way to connect, that's uh, a really good way for us to ask from Allah, especially at that time of the night. And then there's also mention or add to it and recite the Qur'an with measured recitation. And it's important to note that this is the third revelation. So this is going very early into the revelations. And Prophet Muhammad is being warned of the challenges ahead. And then verse number 5 continues, Indeed, we will cast upon you a heavy word. Verse number 6, Indeed, 
The hours of the night are more effective for concurrence of heart and tongue, and more suitable for words. And so these kind of examples play a big part in our lives, especially when we are working, we have many things that we have to do during the course of the day, and we have minimum time to turn to Allah and we are constantly busy by the distractions around us. Some things we have to do, of course, work, errands, etc., serving your family, serving the community. But then there are other things that we really waste our time with. So we have to be aware of those idle times where we could be doing something better or beneficial with that spare time that we have. Because remember, if you think about it, all the minutes, all the seconds that are passing by, we're not going to get those back. We are not going to get any second back into our lives. So what are we doing with that time? That precious time where we could be praying to Allah, remembering Allah. And honestly, this is something that you have to think about. All these extra actions, all these nawafil, all these tahajjud prayers, the extra deeds that you seek, these are also going to intercede for you on the Day of Judgment. You have to remember that as well. So just as you might fall short on certain things, it could be a salah, it could be anything that you're doing that's wrong, all these other things will start to intercede for you. So when you're doing those extra Qur'an recitation, nawafil, sunnah, all these other things, they will help you definitely. So you, you need that extra amount of lawyers that will help you on that day. So may Allah allow us to try our best to fulfill the fards first, of course, and then all the other things like the sunnah and the extra voluntary prayers. I mean, we have to try to bring these into our lives and try our best to create good habits, inshallah. I want to read from verse number 11 because this is really important as well. And this is also a great reminder, especially for people who do the da'wah work and they are rejected by many people, especially with what they're trying to convey. Verse number 11. And leave me, as in Allah, with the matter of the deniers, those of ease in life, and allow them respite a little. Indeed, with us for them are shackles and burning fire, and food that chokes under painful punishment. On the day the earth and the mountains will convulse and the mountains will become like heap of sand pouring down. Indeed, we have sent to you a messenger as a witness upon you, just as we sent to Pharaoh a messenger. But Pharaoh disobeyed the messenger, so we seized him with a ruinous seizure. Then how can you fear if you disbelieve? A day that will make the children white-haired the children will be so terrified on that day that their hair will become white. The heaven will break apart therefrom. Ever is his promise fulfilled. Indeed, this is a reminder. So whoever wills may take to his Lord away. And then the last verse, which is really important because it covers quite a few things. Indeed, your Lord knows, O Muhammad wasallam, that you stand in prayer almost two-thirds of the night, or half of it or a third of it, and so do a group of those with you. And Allah determines the extent of the night and the day. 
He has known that you Muslims will not be able to do it and has turned to you in forgiveness. So recite what is easy for you of the Qur'an. Look how lenient Allah is. He grants us ease. He wants us to have ease. And he has known that they will be among you who are ill and others traveling throughout the land seeking something of the bounty of Allah. Okay, let's move on to the next surah, which is Surah Al-Mudathir, the one envelope. So we all know that this is the second revelation that was given to Prophet Muhammad through Jibreel which is the angel. And when he received the first one, which is the Ikra, where he was told to read, and then he makes his way back to his home in this uh, panic and worry, and he was scared, and he is asking his wife, Khadija radiallahu anha, and he would tell her to cover him with a blanket. So now after this, a few weeks pass, and he hears nothing from Jibreel, and he's thinking what's going on, and then eventually Jibreel salam comes back to him, and another revelation is given, and again he goes back uh, in panic and uh, he was very terrified back to Khadija anha, and says again cover me cover me and this is the time the second time he went back to Khadija anha, is when Surah Al-Mudathir was revealed okay let's go to verse number one. O you who covers himself with a garment arise and warn and your Lord glorify and your clothing purify and uncleanliness Avoid and do not confer favor to acquire more. So all these are reminders to Prophet Muhammad that he has a responsibility, he has something that he must do, arise and warn people. And while he is doing that, he is being fair in everything that he does. He is always purifying himself, he is clean. From verse number 8, there is a reminder about the trumpet being blown the day of resurrection and of course that day will be very difficult and for the disbelievers it will definitely not be easy and we are also reminded about those who had an immense amount of wealth like what did they do with that wealth so you will be questioned about your income and also children that you were provided as a blessing and all the things that you had before you that were presented to you that granted you ease in your life what did you do with those things? And even after that, verse number 15, you're wanting more. So then he desires that I should add more. So as human beings, we are never satisfied. We want more and more. There's also mention in this surah about the criminals. And when they will be put into the hellfire, they will be asked, what made you come to this place, like end up in this horrible place with blackened skies? And they will say that they didn't believe in Allah, they didn't feed the poor, and they used to enter into vain discourse with those who engaged with it. So they used to follow other people, just blind follow people who were doing completely wrong things. And of course they denied the day of recompense until they came to them certainty. So when their eyes are seeing all these things around them, that is when they receive their certainty, but it's too late by then. And they will be in utter regret. So there won't be any intercessors for them. To conclude the last few verses from verse number 54, 
There is mention indeed the Qur'an is a reminder. Then whoever wills will remember it. And they will not remember except that Allah wills. He is worthy of fear and adequate for granting forgiveness. And that comes to the end of Surah Al-Mudathir. The next Surah is Surah Al-Qiyamah, the Resurrection. Verse number 1 I swear by the day of resurrection, and I swear by the reproaching soul to the certainty of resurrection. Does man think that we will not assemble his bones? Yes, we are able even to proportion his fingertips. Each and every one of us have our own unique fingerprints. How many billions and billions of human beings have been created? How many different combinations of fingerprints would there be? It is the same of the number that have been created. So that just goes to show how amazing this creation is. And we should appreciate and be grateful to Allah and learn from these verses what Allah is trying to tell us. That He is able to do all things and to Him is our return. So let's proceed. But man desires to continue to sin. Verse number 5. He asks, when is the day of resurrection? So when vision is dazzled and the moon darkens and the sun and the moon are joined, man will say on that day, where is the place of escape? So first he's saying, what resurrection are you talking about? What is this? But then when the time comes, and all these things around him are happening, then they will be afraid and they will ask, where is the place of escape? No, there is no refuge. To your Lord that day is the place of permanence. Brothers and sisters, these are very, very powerful verses that we must read and understand and have that awareness that this world is going to end Everything around us will perish and it will be Allah who is left. And we have to make ourselves aware and be prepared of what we are going to take with us when we leave this world. The good deeds are going to help us. That is the currency that is going to help us. All the good things that we did in this life, the life that you're living right now, what are you doing with it? Are you doing the things that are beneficial, that are going to help you when you leave this world? Or are you just living for the sake of living each day and just wasting time? No structure, no purpose, nothing. We must turn to Allah. We must live our real purpose, which is to worship Allah alone. And that way, when we meet our Lord, we meet Him with a smile, inshallah. May Allah make us of these people who, when they leave this world, Allah is pleased with them. Ameen. So as we proceed further into this surah, there's mention from verse number 14 onwards, rather man is against himself, will be a witness. So everything that you do in this life, you are accountable for it. There's no excuses on that day. There's also mention in verse number 16 about when Prophet Muhammad whenever the revelations used to come to him, he would pray fast to try and keep up. Move not your tongue with it, O Muhammad to hasten with recitation of the Qur'an. Indeed, upon us is the collection in your heart, and to make possible its recitation. So none of it will be missed, 
and everything will be recited as it is, and this is the miracle of Allah. So when we have recited it through Jibreel, then follow its recitation. And then upon us is its clarification to you. So again, there's a reminder of people wanting more of this world, and they are not thinking about the hereafter. Some of the faces on that day will be radiant. And when they are looking at their Lord, and some of the faces on that day will be contorted. They will be despondent, sad and gloomy, expecting that there will be done for them something backbreaking. But no, when the soul has reached the collarbones, and it is said, who will cure him? And the dying one is certain that the time of separation is occurring. So when a person is leaving this world, the soul is literally there at the collarbone, and they know that they are leaving. And to your Lord that day, will be the procession. So for those who denied, disbelieved, turned away from prayer, and even turned to his people and swaggered in pride, that, hey, look at me, I don't believe in anything, check me out, let's, let's all do the same thing. Woe to you and woe. Does man think that he will be left neglected? Had he not been a sperm from semen emitted? So Allah is reminding us that we were literally a drop of semen, and then he was a clinging clot. And from that Allah created his form and proportioned him. And the last two verses to conclude this surah. And made of him two mates, the male and the female. Is not that creator able to give life to the dead? And that's what ends this surah, this question. That when Allah gives life, he will also give life to the dead. He is able to do all things. And that concludes the summaries of these surahs for this episode. And join us next time as we continue our journey through the Quran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.